So on this episode of Practically Christian Podcast, we did an interview. I almost said we discussed, but we interviewed <laughs> yes. Nucci Rayo. Again, I just, I always I enjoy, and I love when the intro is done, how I just slam it, it shut. Like there is no, no. like fade in it's or fade out. It's just done. So, <laughs> so anyway, anyway, um, really, really, really excited about this interview today. I mean, this guy that we are interviewing, and I'm going to let him brag on himself um, in just a second. I was just completely amazed at the amount of things that this guy has accomplished though and right. and when we get into his his new product does, lineup yeah. like I don't want to give too much away because I don't want to steal your thunder here um so so Nucci go ahead and and seriously take whatever time you need and just slang it out there man <laughs> definitely <clears throat> pardon me I definitely appreciate you know having me on the platform and you know, just so there's there's short versions and there's long versions, <laughs> right? <laughs> of like my bio and my introduction and everything, and uh, so it's pretty cool. But you know, and long story short, I'm from New Jersey, born and raised in Raleigh, New Jersey, and I just been you know submerged in music ever since a child. My godfather was in the funk band Cameo, and my father was a DJ. And so I can't remember a time where music didn't just fill the household and just fill the whole outside. And I grew up in areas where it was just, you know, DJs hooked up to the light pole and, mm. you know, DJs at the park. And my father was doing that kind of thing even before I was born. He was one of those, you know, disco DJs in the 70s <laughs> plugging up yeah, awesome. to, the, to the telephone pole at the park and just <laughs> rocking. That's awesome. So, yeah, and, and that takes us to a very interesting point because when you look at Sugar Hill Gang, right, a lot of mm -hmm. people believe that, uh, you know, this argument doesn't go on everywhere else, but in New Jersey and New York, <laughs> there's literally an argument of whether hip-hop started in New Jersey or New York. Oh, how funny. So it is. So what some people say is that it was born in the Bronx, but raised in New Jersey. <laughs> because <laughs> Like most New Yorkers. Not, I like it. Uh, just give it totally to the Bronx because, you know, Northern Jersey where the Sugar Hill Gang, Sugar Hill Records and everything like that is from, you know, there was just this close relationship. So my father was part of like, you know, all that kind of stuff. And uh, so I started writing and performing rap music at about 10 years old. You know, um, a lot of people sometimes when I run into them, unless they're from New Jersey, they're like, this guy's got to be exaggerating. But <laughs> it was like, I have the good thing about it is I have show footage. Right on. Right. So, I, yeah, I have show footage from 19, like 88. That's the right? big cameras, um, right? That's so awesome. <laughs> so yes. Cool. And so I'm like, don't make me pull out the VHS tape, <laughs> right, of like a horrible performance. But I was like <laughs> 10 years old. And so. I knew then that I wanted to get into the music business because I would see my godfather who was in Cameo. You know, they're blowing up. They have Word Up out. They have Candy, Single Life. They're <laughs> yes, blowing up. Yes. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, this is my father's best friend. Every time they're off tour and he's in town, he's at the house. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking like, okay, you're from where I'm from. We all from Rawway. Like, you're blowing up. I can do this. And I was so young. And a lot of my friends say, like, I was 10 years old with a 10-year plan. You know what I mean? Hey, and man, that's smart, really bro. Was. That's what you got to do. Yeah. I wish more people had that. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. We we got to stop sleeping on youth yes. and children. Come on and, now. You know, we're the only country that does it. You yep. know, every other country, some do it. Some go too far with it. Right. right? Like, right. Wait, you know, but we're the only ones that sleep on our youth. But mm -hmm. that's how I was from small. So I was like, look, when I grow up, I'm getting, you know, because it was no child rappers back then, right? Right. At 88. So yeah, Lil like, Romeo. Up. Bow Wow. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, that was way later, yeah, right? The yeah. youngsters and another bad creation. That was like years later. So I was like, when I grow up, I'm doing this. So 
nine years later, so it took me shorter than my 10-year plan, I ended up signing with MCA Records. First, I signed with a group called The Union. And out of The Union, uh, there was like a group of us. We were like a Wu-Tang type of situation. And then Don Poole, who was at Bad Boy beforehand, left Bad Boy, and MCA Records said they would give him his own label. You know, he came and found me and a few other artists. And so I signed with MCA Records. And it's under that umbrella that I started writing for Puff Daddy because obviously there was like this bad boy connection. Right. And then um started writing for some other artists who uh, not all of them I can't name because <laughs> the the last thing a person wants to do <laughs> is be seen in the studio with a ghostwriter, right? Right, right. So no, it I was a it, lot man. of uh a lot of NDAs signed and things of that nature, but you know, it you know, it was to the tune of millions. Like my my production team at the time, we won uh, BMI Writer of the Year. I think that was must have been two thousand five or six. And you know, we just began progressing. And uh, the whole time, you know, my household, my mother must have got saved when I was about two three years old. My father wasn't saved, right? So you got mm-hmm. like this unbalanced household really. yeah you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's the key right you got like this unbalanced household you got like my mother going off to church and my father's like djing in the kitchen and so <laughs> yeah so that's the balance that i had so i'm at choir rehearsal and can't wait to get home and hear what music my father's blasting right so you know that's what went into my music so there was always this uh connection with with the things of God, but not knowing how to fully go into that as it pertains to the music industry, which right. is completely the opposite oh, yeah. of the kingdom of light. Right? I've heard I mean, so many horror stories. Listen, the only industry that might be worse is Hollywood. Hollywood, yep. Yeah, that's yeah. the only one. And so, and they, in Hollywood and the music industry are like very close cousins. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, about 2005, what I did was MCA Records turned to Guessing. Mm-hmm. So Guessing gave me the opportunity to either stay or, uh, you know, and revamp my whole deal or I could I could get a release. So I said, let me get released because at the time I was selling so many mixtapes in the street like Master P style that I was making more money doing that than from anything the label was doing for me. So just out the trunk, like after shows or, or like how how were you doing that? Yes, just like um, from my MySpace page, I was I had a tab where you could buy it and we would mail it to you. I would go post up yeah. on the strip where everybody shopped at, like out in the street, like Broad and Market Street was all the urban stores. Right. And I would just pull up and literally open the trunk and blast the mixtape. And, you know, people I was on the radio. I was in magazines, so people knew who I was. And so it was like this connection, like, wow, this guy is out here amongst us. Right. And I would literally sell, like, probably 1,200 mixtapes a week. Dang. Right? And back then, it was great money because mixtapes were, you know, $20 back right. in the day. Right, right. You know? Um, and so it's interesting that I would have a streaming service because I hated streaming when it first came out. <laughs> <laughs> MP3s and all that. They yeah, like kind of the opposite of what you're trying. Service. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> I feel that it, it, de- it destroyed it. So I was like, okay. So I was making so much money doing that that I was like, I'll leave the label. I still continued to write for Puff Daddy. Around that time, I wrote his verse for Welcome to Atlanta, the remix. Oh, and so, on. yeah, so I, I'm doing pretty good. And, and Double XL Magazine came to me and they said, we want to do a full page write-out because they named the article Do It Like Me because they said they wanted to have me give the blueprint of how I continue to make money in the music industry without being on a major label. Right. If you remember, you know, mid two thousands and stuff. And beforehand, if you weren't on a major label, you were not getting radio play. Right. It wasn't like today where we, you know, we have all this at our fingertips and, and you can just download and stream. Like if you weren't getting airplay, no one knew who you were. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. if, and if you weren't signed to a major label, airplay right. was impossible. It wasn't even a conversation any DJ was willing to have with you. Right. So what happened is I kind of benefited off of the fact that um, the the DJs and a lot of the different outlets didn't know that I was no longer on MCA Records. You know, yeah, and man. Hey, hustle. I, I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna volunteer the information. Right. So. They, you know, they came and they, but Double XL found out. And so they said, you know, we want you to kind of lay this out like this trailblazing 
of this like indie artist industry type of thing, you know? And so I did the, did the article and I brought the article home to my mother once they, once it came out, you know, and uh, it was a really pivotal magazine too, because it was the issue where they covered the split of Rockefeller. Oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Damon Dash. The, and yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So the, the, the front page was Jay-Z and Dame and then a Rockaware zipper going down the middle of them. Hey, I think I had this. Yeah. <laughs> I that was, that's, that's why I'm there. Everybody had that issue. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> Everybody had that issue. And so the article blew up. And back then, it's not like it became after that. You couldn't pay for that kind of publicity. Right. Um, there was nobody being covered in magazines, once again, who was not signed. So it was one of the first time you might, um, the source used to have unsigned hype. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that was your only way. Right. So, um, I brought the article home to my mother and she was like, oh, that's good that you're here because I got something to tell you. And she tells me that she has a message for me from God. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> all right, this lady might've <laughs> decided to smoke weed with my father <laughs> once right because what is she talking about like the god of the galaxy that like everybody worships has a like this per i didn't know that god has this personal intimate relationship with people mm. right you know I, that i don't know if that was ever preached in the churches i was in as kids I, I don't know if it went over my head or if it was never said but i didn't get it right so I was like, okay. So she told me, um, God said you're only going to achieve a certain amount of success until you surrender your gift to him. Come on. I say, wow. Now, the interesting thing about the word being spirit and life, right, is that in words, because oh, all words from God is spirit and life, which is yeah. what makes the Bible spirit and life. So it connected as truth. Even though I didn't understand it, it resonated with me as truth. And so I will ponder on it. You know, I would meditate like, wow, what does this mean? And then she was like, so she so she reads the article anyway, right? So she's reading it. She's like, yeah, this is great. I'm proud of you and everything. But then she says, isn't this ironic that why did y'all decide to do this photo shoot for this article in a church? And I said, wow, like I hadn't even noticed that myself. Right. <laughs> at the time, um, <clears throat> I just showed up to the location. When they said, look, we listen to your music. We think we have the great location for this photo shoot. They gave me the address. I showed up. You know how it is when you're an artist. It's just an itinerary. You're not emotionally attached to any of it. Right. So then I realized, I said, oh, wow. Like, yeah. And so I'm sitting in this church by myself in the picture. And, um, you know, it goes everywhere. New Jersey, this picture is like on T-shirts and it's everywhere. And they said they decided that because I had a single on the radio at the time in New York City and uh -huh. it was called Pray For Me. Now, I did. I originally wrote the record for Puff Daddy, uh -huh. but he was like, this is so dope. You keep it. And so I didn't even have to pay for the track or anything. It was one of the hitmen had produced it. Right. One of the producers that was signing him. I didn't have to pay for the track or nothing. He was like, this record is crazy. You keep it. So I did, and I put it out for myself. And that's kind of how I ghost wrote anyway. I would just record a bunch of stuff for myself, and when artists would need records, I would just yeah. play them a bunch of records. Yeah. Right? And if, if they want it, I'm like, hey, have it. Just, you know, re-record it yourself. It's yours. Yeah. And so the record was out, and the people from XXL said, man, when we heard that, we just thought, like, you know, it would be dope. You got to check it out. Pray for me. Let's do this photo shoot in the church. So I said, cool. So... Um, years later, my mother, who was a playwright, asked me to be in a play and do the music for it because I used to do like movie scoring and stuff because MCA Records owned Universal. Uh -huh. And so, you know, we would work on movie soundtracks and movie scores and everything because it was all in the same building. Right. And so she knew I was capable of that. So she's like, yeah, you could score this, do all the music and I want you to be in it. So I was in the first play. Then I was in the second play. And the second play was called Judgment Day. And in Judgment Day, you do these little episodes where at the end, each person will go to heaven or hell. And my mother, who is very slick in spreading the gospel, um, I want to throw that in. She's like one of the most creative evangelists you ever run into. That's a good mom. And, yeah, that's a good mom, right? And so she uh, had me play a music executive who was going to hell. 
right? Yeah. <laughs> she ain't typecasting you. No, shooter, not at all. Okay? <laughs> this just gives you, that's all you, that, I just told you something that's like all you need to know about her. Right. Right. So right. she's like, uh, uh, so she lets me play that role. And after I, it wasn't until I watched the footage of the play that it just hit me. And I was just like, wow. And it's almost like the Holy Spirit just like punched me in a chest. Mm. Like I just got it. And from then on, I was like, yeah, everything has to change. So, of course, the first thing that changes is like the message and the music. And he gives you a new heart. Then then that message is now is going to come out of that new heart. Oh, come right? on. Right. And so yeah. I just started um, thinking about ways to get what would be considered like Christian or gospel rap out there. And then that's what kind of leads us to Godify. Cause I'm like, wow, you know, being on the inside of the music industry, I knew things were changing to streaming. I heard the talks, I, heard, I sat in the seminars about the explanations right. and they know things way ahead of time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like way ahead of time. So we're talking like 2005, 2006 after they, you know, crushed LimeWire and threw the guy in jail and basically stole his business plan. Right. They're like, we we're gonna do it. this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We got that like money. we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna do it legally. And um, so I was like, all right, cool. So I said, I gotta create something for for this outlet. And it, it's so funny that you said what you said at the beginning because that has been my heart from the beginning. Was like, you know what? This message is so important. I really did not have entertaining people who already have this truth on my mind at all. Right. Like. I know that's what a lot of the gospel industry is for. And maybe some of it edifies. I've been blessed by a lot of gospel music, but for the most part, a lot of them are just kind of preaching to the choir. Right. And so I was like, let me come up with outlets that will step outside of that and kind of turn the, the, the walls of the church inside out. Oh, come on. And so, yeah, so we came up yeah. with the concept. I came up with the concept for Godify and um, we ended up launching you know, uh, 2019 Christmas Eve. So it was like nine years in the making. Oh, so, and, so uh, like y'all just launched though. Yeah. We couple, just like right before COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right on. Yeah. Yeah. We just launched on Christmas Eve and, um, yeah, it took a while because, you know, for the beginning, like 2000 until 2015, creating an app was preventably expensive. It, it, it was expensive. Right. Like, unless you had $3 million, you really couldn't create anything that would compete with, like, a Spotify or Apple Music or a title or, yeah. you know, which a lot yeah. of that stuff didn't exist, but I knew it was coming. So um, we created it, and, and it draws a lot of non-believers. So it's like, from being in that industry for so long in that world and just being in the street, I know so many people who, if they decide, you know what? I need one of those messages that my father or mother or grandmother used to tell me about. Like, where do they get it from? Right. You know what I mean? If they if they go to YouTube, they don't even know what to search. You got some popular pastors, but unfortunately, they're not going to get what they need from those individuals. Right. And I agree. Right? And I agree 100 percent with that. <laughs> another topic yeah. for another yeah. day. You know, so I say with Godify, we can put people out there and just give like real guidance. You know what I mean? Um to people who are just coming into the kingdom. Right. You know, and, and that's pretty much. And then we can expose artists who would never get the exposure because that industry still operates strictly off a major label type of uh, business model. If you're not signed to a major, you're not getting on any gospel radio stations that matter. Right. And to me, that's that's an injustice because there's so many great singers with great testimonies that just never see the light of day. It, you know, it so, is. Yeah. And, and like even even with podcasting inside the podcasting world, you know, it, it just I, I, I belong, obviously, to a lot of different groups um, as far as podcasts go. And, and one of the questions that they were talking about is, you know, you have these shows, you know, just think like uh, Joe Rogan, you know, the biggest mm -hmm. podcast show on Apple Podcasts, um, you know, and now he left Apple and, and went and if I'm not mistaken, went with Spotify and, and now has an, an exclusive contract. And it's like, yeah. you know, I, I hear what you're saying, but like when when you're a small time you know show 
you ain't getting the exposure of a Joe Rogan or and yeah, and you know this has been going on since like the dawn of time, but mm-hmm. you know you had brought up um a little bit ago and I know this wasn't in any of the show notes I sent over to you, but but it really made me think and like with the, even looking at the you know was hip hop born in in New York or New Jersey you know, and we start looking at music just in general, and I'm only going to look at rap music because if you look at every genre, I mean, there's just, there's way too much to even possibly discuss. Um, but like, you know, when, when I was growing up, it was the East Coast versus West Coast, you know, that, that Tupac or Biggie, you know, who, who's really mm-hmm. coming out on top. And then, but I grew up, you know, down here in the South. So like for me, Dirty South was always like that, you know, the TIs and, and, you know, things of that nature, Outcast. Um, yeah, you know, so so it was more. It, it's just like a totally different sound than anything else, you know. So yeah. so if I'm listening like with Jay Z up in New York, he's gonna have a certain sound. If 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 I'm listening to like you know something on Death Row out from out west, they're gonna have that gritty nasty sound. And then when you come down south, you get this dance sound and and more of a club scene. And and I go like that should be our witness too. Like this is why first Corinthians 12, Paul talks about, we are one body with many members because we are all going to reach into different circles of influence. And we are all going to have a, the, the, the only message, the gospel message, but it's going to sound different coming from us than it would coming from another podcast show or, or something of that nature. And that's why when when I first saw the 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 Godify app, I was like, "Man, this is like genius!" Because now we can take all these different sounds and put them in one place, so they are easy to navigate. They are easy to search. They are easy to find. And now we're going to be able to get all of those people that have those different voices. Yeah, that, that are going to reach certain like like we're church planners, so like I get contextualize you know contextualization. Because again, I'm not going to be the church that every single person in my city is going to come be a part of. You know, we, exactly. we have a certain flair, we have a certain flavor, and even though our message, for the most part, is the same of any other church that's going to claim Christ crucified and raised again, is going to sound totally different because of my upbringing, because of where I came from, because of the things the Spirit, you know, has, has cultivated in my heart. Um you know, so so I mean, I just tip my hat with that one, man. Like you hit the nail on the head with that. But yeah, and, I appreciate and, that. And and again, I don't know if I mean, I, creatively, like I love. I don't know if that's a real word. Creatively, <laughs> it's one down. Creatively, <laughs> creatively. That's like okay. I have always wanted, like, uh, so the beats we use for our podcast are are from one of the members of our church like he is just phenomenal when it comes to just like sitting down making beats i've always wanted to be a lyricist um i really cannot do it i am not good at it like and i I get that and i know that so so like i'm good with it but but to hear like to be able to use every every like aspect of creativity like what do you do like hey it's time to sit down and I'm I'm gonna do this song. Like, is it beat first, lyrics? Is it lyrics, beat? Like, is it? It doesn't usually matter. It goes both ways. Like, how how do you get creative with that? Well, it's two different lanes for me because one is if I'm writing for myself, or one is if I if I'm called in to write for somebody else. Usually, they would have the beat already. Uh-huh. So it, it's something that is so second nature to me that my parents just had to be like we. You, you just got to do this. Like for me, I used to, it's either way. Like if I don't have a beat, but I have an idea, uh-huh. then I'll just write to what I know. I, I can, I can uh, space out 85 BPMs in my head and write to that. Like that's my tempo. Like that's my favorite tempo. Every rapper who is great knows their exact, like you could ask Drake, his exact tempo that he prefers or Biggie. If you listen to where his flow is just like, wow. Right. That's his sweet spot. Yeah. 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 It's a certain tempo. And for me, I have that tempo in my head so I could write without a beat. And it's just like to the beat in my head. 
And then a lot of times I make my own beats because it's hard to articulate that beat to a producer or find something that right. matches what I've been hearing in my head. So a lot of times it originally for me, it was the lyrics first because I, I wrote mostly in school. And I would sit there in class and pay zero attention and just write <laughs> raps the whole time. Right. And it would be hilarious because they would call my mother in constantly and try to put me in all these special classes. He won't do his work. She's like, it is nothing wrong with this guy. Like, he filled up the notebook with raps. That is a right. choice. Like, this guy is not going on Ritalin or nothing <laughs> crazy. Like, you're not putting him in a special <laughs> class. You know, because it was I had the beat in my head, but now I mostly make the beat first. So I make the beat and then whatever that brings out of me emotionally or feeling wise or, you know, spiritually, then I just get to it from there. So I work both ways because you don't always have a beat, but you always have an idea. Right. And that, and you know. And I yeah. and I get it. Like, man, once once you're at your level, like it, it is. It's it, it just hey, I've been doing this. You know, this is just how I do my thing. And and it just it, it, it will never cease to amaze me, like to watch an artist work and, and see. And I and, and again, I'm new to this term artist, like because for me growing up, artist was like I could draw a picture, you know, but, yeah. but like as I've gotten older, I've noticed like, no, like this is an art form and this is something like they are conveying a certain message. Like we have heard beats where, you know, it was just like. Man, I feel it sad. An emotional reaction. Right. Like no words, no right. nothing, and it's just like, man, how how do I feel something just listening to this? And it just it just blows me away on on people's ability to do that. But like when we look at, and again, now we're we're gonna shrink that that genre. So I mean, if we started at music and then we went down to rap, and and now to like shrink it even further, like if we look at Christian hip hop because. I mean, I'll be honest, like God used Christian hip hop in ways in my life to to get a message through to me that I would have never been able to really grab a hold of. Because I did grow up during, you know, again, like like I was saying that that death row was like all there was for me. And you know, <laughs> yeah, like eventually I get into like more of the Midwest and, um, you know, some of those artists. But but like when I heard for the first time, like Trip Lee who, you know, is from Texas and has that, 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 that Southern like rap feel to him. And I'm listening going, man, I couldn't even tell if this is like, I had to pay attention to go, Oh, this is Christian. It wasn't like cheesy. It wasn't, you know, it's edgy mm -hmm. and it's raw. And, but yet there's so much theological truth in what he's saying. But, th but then you look at the genre on a whole and it's like, man, but why are you guys still trying to be like, you know, Lil Wayne or or whoever is hot yeah. right now, like like why are we so afraid to step out in creativity and go? You know what? We're gonna lay something down that that hasn't been. And and don't get me wrong, I know there's a lot of artists that that do. Like Andy Minio, phenomenal example of 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 taking those risks musically um, without compromising on the message of the gospel. But what do you think is lacking right now? as far as how could we appeal to a bigger audience. audience? Well, there's two things. Um, one, like you were saying about yourself, you realized that you can't do it, right? And right. that would kind of sift out probably about 40% of the people who are attempting to do it. Um, it's, it's, you don't have it. right? So it's like, stop first of all, because you're making the lane congested. So <laughs> there's no True. gatekeepers in the internet world and anybody can become whatever they want to be. Pastors, prophets, apostles, all it takes is <laughs> changing your Facebook name. Right. And so first, people have to realize whether or not they have, like when you were talking about the different stuff you grew up on, I thought you were going down a direction of the originality. Do you remember? I'm sure you remember and miss the days when nobody sounded alike. Oh, come on. Yes. Yes. I talk nobody. about this all the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> everything was, now, like sin. I can turn on a country music station and it sounds just like a rock station, which sounds just like a pop station now. And I'm like, even, even rap, like, 
that was one of the things that drew me so much into rap was, it, you know, uh, the people, I mean, I was the only white kid on my football team, like, so I was around it a lot, but, but what drew me in was, man, this sounds so different than everything else I hear, and, and yeah, it just and had it was this authenticity. Different. Yeah, and it was different from each other, like, yeah. growing up, in New York, New Jersey, running back and forth all over the place doing shows. If you were not original, you would get, you would have to get carried out of the place. Awesome. If you were a biter, yeah, you might risk your life. Like everything had to sound completely original. And then, so the one thing I think is originality has to come back to it. Right now, there is a literal mockery of every famous secular artist in Christian hip-hop. That's right. You have a mockery. You have a fake Kanye. You have a fake Drake. You have a fake Rick Ross. You have a fake version of all of that. Whereas it should be even more original. It should be its own sound, whether it's the production elements or not just the subject matter. It should be original. That's number one. That's right. Number two that major outlets have to exist. I took a meeting when I first got saved with uh, RCA Inspiration, which is under Sony, mm -hmm. which is one of the big, it used to be Verity, so it's one of the biggest gospel labels. I took a meeting with them and I met with Geo Bivens. Geo Bivens is the first radio promoter to get hip hop itself on the radio. He is responsible for that, for getting 98.7 to give it a half hour, then an hour, then uh you know its own slots every yeah. day so he's he, he got saved and decided i'm gonna do the same thing with christian rap that's the first thing the outlets are not organized and not funneled enough to make anybody kind of get the light right and, and that's what takes it to the next level so edm sprung up out of nowhere and blew up right right um different things spring out of anywhere and blow up because they have the proper outlets christian rap does not have any major outlets. And that's another part of our mission plan with uh, with Godify. Once Godify is big as Apple Music, Title, and the rest of them, now it sheds a light on Christian rap, on Christian artists, on Christian podcasts, on a lot of Christian cartoons. Right. A lot of, you know, like a VeggieTales. VeggieTales is so original and it crossed over completely. You have kids who are not in Christian households who tune into VeggieTales because, see, what we it's have original. to do in the kingdom is we have to stop playing so much defense. Thank you. Thank that's, you. That's the other thing. Yeah, we yes. have to start bombing first. Yes. Why are we always waiting to respond to what the devil's doing to us? I, like, Come on now. Yeah, we should definitely be going into that. You can't be afraid of the dark if you're going to be a light in darkness. Yes. And that's that's my problem with it also. So the promotion outlets don't exist. And then the the business models are wrong because everybody takes the quick, which is a hustle, of just let me perform at a bunch of churches. Right. Right. And and that's good ministry because a lot of those kids in churches are nowhere near safe. Right. So that is good. That's like you might as well be performing at a jail. That is good ministry. I appreciate it. But the point is you want to take it outside of that because a lot of them are already getting the message, mm -hmm. you know, so you want to take it outside of that. So but it's all about outlets and promotion. You know, that's what would take it. But the first thing I think is originality, yeah. originality. They need to stop promoting. It's not respected because of that. And then hip hop itself is losing respect because of that. Right. Like you can listen to a, a secular station and it sounds like one song for the whole hour. <laughs> I agree. I, I'm I baffled do. because, bro, you see, you're from the South, right? So people think the South is slow, and that's not true. The only reason it's a little bit late is because back then, all the record labels existed in New York City. Right. That's the only reason. It's yeah. just about, it's a distribution thing. So if something starts off in one place, it doesn't get to the other place until it's delivered. Then. Hashtag Corona, come on. <laughs> That's it, right? So, so the thing is, we would listen to something used to come on called the Rap Attack when rap first got on the radio. Uh -huh. I was about eight, nine years old. And you would listen, you would have your tape ready and have to be in the house or on the block with a boom box, wherever you were going to be waiting for the Rap Attack, Red Alert, Chuck, Chill Out, all in, right? And you were waiting to hear new music. Right. They literally never, unless it was a battle, like when the bridge is over, battle was going on and stuff like that, you would not hear the same music. 
So I don't know what happened that made it so that's all you hear is the same 14 songs. Right. It was commercialized. It was infiltrated. Right. So my thing is, I know the music industry and how it works. So with my music, I'm using it as good bait because that's what makes a good fisherman. A good fisherman is knowing how to disguise the hook. That's right. That's what makes you catch the most fish. So my thing is, I'm going to continue to move amongst the people in the secular industry and et cetera, never becoming like them again. Right. Never even having that appearance of sin, but just right. knowing I've been given this message for a reason. Why do I want to go hang with a bunch of people who have it only right? Fellowship right. is great, but that's how the enemy tricks us because he said he's the one doing the separating. That's okay. Right. You got that that's, message. Yes, so let me keep yes. you away from those people. Cause God forbid you give it to them. You See, know what I mean? And so my thing is the, the, even though the genre title has helped kind of let people know what it is, it's heard it right. because most people are not going to press play on it. Most radio stations are not going to play it because they have the easy thing of saying, we don't play gospel, but you play rap. Right. But yeah, that's gospel rap. We don't play gospel. So it's nothing we can do. Somebody needs to, it needs to be a full infiltration. We need not like, I like what Kanye's doing because his records were number one on billboard period. Right. Not just number one on the gospel charts, not just number one on a Christian charts, not just hot for a gospel record. Just take over, period, with a message that says Jesus is king, with a message that says wash us in the blood of Jesus. And even though it's controversial and it's et cetera, it's now like putting it on a billboard. So rather than. Yeah. So at, at the school and, and there's one thing I want to touch on, like just biblically with what you're getting at. And, and, you know, I was just preaching a couple of weeks ago about this, like in Matthew 16, when when um, Peter first confesses Jesus as Christ, as the son of the living God, um, you know, and Jesus goes with, you know, on this rock, I shall build my church. He follows it up with the gates of hell will not prevail. And for so long, I think the church has laid back and went, hey, we are in this defensive mode and we're going to keep all the bad things out there. But if we read that language and what Jesus is actually talking about, that's an attack language. Like when we, we talk about the gates of hell will not prevail, that means Jesus is going, we're marching up to the gates of hell. We're kicking the gates of hell down and we're going to redeem what was lost. And. So when we hear, when I, when I hear you say things like that, like that's our heart, that's our message right there. Like we go, you know, we talk about being lights, like it does no good to just throw a light grenade into the dark. You know, we have to, we have to be able to go into the dark and illuminate the darkness. <laughs> you said a light grenade, yeah, just tossing it from a distance. <laughs> right, right? It, but that's <laughs> what we try to do, like, because we're, we're so yeah. afraid of getting the stain of the world on us. So it's like, you need to clean up, you need to be better, and then you need to come, then you can come be a part of us. But but we sit here and go, how, if if faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God, if they don't hear the word, how on earth are they going to get cleaned up? Because I didn't clean myself up. Like, it wasn't like I got to a point one day where I was like, you know what, I'm tired of living like this, you know, and, and so to hear like this is you know i agree and and really i never even would even stop to think about oh it's distribution like yeah like think about this if you don't have that platform you know to speak on even with kanye and and that, that that's what was going on so i teach at a christian school and you know a lot of the other teachers knew hey like I like rap. Like, that's just what I mean. I'm, I'm still banging with, with, you know, 12s in the car. Like, that's just who I am. <laughs> and so Kanye releases this record. And immediately all the other Christian teachers are coming up and they're like, hey, so what do you think? Do you think he's really saved? I was like, here's what I think. I have no idea. I don't know if you're really saved because I can't <laughs> read hearts. Like, yeah. But what I will say is we're talking about it right now. So think about all of the friends you have. Think about all the people in your life who already know who Kanye West is. I mean, let's be honest, Through the Wire, one of the greatest songs like I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. And and yet now everyone knows who he is. So now guess what conversations we get to have and we get to have very easily. We don't have to do any gospel ninjutsu to get to this conversation. Now we can just go, hey, what do you think about Kanye? And then, boom, we are into the gospel conversation. And I Thank go, you. how much more exposure do you need? And, and, and you know, being, being an artist, sometimes, you know, hey, I was in the right place at the right time, dropped the right rhyme. 
ready to go. Sometimes that's all we needed was that one chance to be able to go, this is my, Eminem, you know, uh, crap, I forgot the name of the song now, uh, Lose Yourself. You know, yeah. the, the whole point behind 8 Mile and everything is you got one shot to shine and, and Jesus just went, hey guys, I don't know if you know this or not, but I just got Kanye to give you that shot. Why on earth would the church not step up at this point and go, hey, look, you guys got Jesus figured out a little bit wrong. We, we've done a very poor job of showing you who Jesus is. I mean, even if you look at everything going on in the country right now with, with division and division and division, the gospel is a uniting. Yes, there needs to be racial reconciliation. And yes, we need to address sin and, and call sin for what it is. But I go, the, Jesus has opened all these doors for us to do this. It's our job to go do it. You know, yes, so. and when you consider, when you consider a record like Jesus Walks, yeah, and you consider a man who was raised by a Christian mother, then you have to consider this: Kanye West was a prodigal son, but he was prodigal for so long that people forgot he was a prodigal son. Right. So when he comes back, you're treating him like this newcomer, or like etc. When you should be celebrating. The right. fact that was an extensive attack from the enemy yep. after he released Jesus Walks. That was nothing more than an onslaught from there on. The enemy identified him as, oh, no way. No way will you be taking this hip hop culture that I've been using and that I have plans for. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, man. So you're right. The whole thing is no matter what. It's an evangelism tool because now as soon as it comes up, we get to talk about it. Right. You know, it's making evangelism easy for all of us. And that's what it is. My new project is going to be called This Far By Faith, right? Mm -hmm. And how it all comes together is I told you about that mix, right? I got my father home DJ and I got my mother dragging me off to church. Yeah. The songs. So for this project, I'm remixing the songs that we used to sing in the choir because most of the people I was in the choir with ended up in jail, ended up in the streets, ended up dead. Dang. A lot of them still alive. And I believe when they hear those tunes mm -hmm. and they hear those lyrics mixed in with this culture that they love so much and this style of music that they love so much, it's going to spark something in them. Yeah. And it could possibly spark revival because that whole generation that came up and got uh, attacked by, you know, the crack cocaine epidemic, yeah. you know, in the late 80s and the early 90s with cocaine and everything. Like, they forgot who they are. And this music is going to remind them. And I think that's what happened with Kanye. We forgot who he was, you know. And now, to me, it's just, oh, you're back to doing what I think you came to do in the first place. Right. You know what I mean? When I listen to a record like Jesus Walks, so... No matter what, it's a good evangelism tool, which is all I'm looking for. To me, I'm just in the bait shop every day. That's it. <laughs> Come on. Yes. <laughs> I'm looking for what can I you? I'm not scared. I'm not worried. God has my heart. I'm convinced. I have assurance. I'm not scared to go over there to that group of gang members and have a talk with them without me ending up a gang member. Right. It's really silly when you think of it. It is. You know what I'm saying? And, and look how many people... That you go have these conversations with, and, and I don't know, I've lost count of how many times like I've been shocked, because if we're honest, we all profile. Like, that, that's yeah, not just something course. law enforcement does. How many times I've walked up to someone, and, and just looking at them, I'm like, man, I'm going to hit them with the gospel. Like, they don't even know what's coming. They're about to get saved. And, like, I leave the conversation going, man, I really don't, like, man, they knew so much about the Bible. Like, how on earth? And And so I go... How many times have we all been fooled and, and we think we're bringing light and, and in turn, God is actually like, no, 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 I've already redeemed them. And, and even though they don't look the part now, they're, they're going to blow you away. And it's like, man, that is just that humbling, like, like for this reason, I raised Pharaoh up so that my power may be shown. I mean, God can do what God wants with whoever God wants to do. And it's just us. Uh, it's just up to us to sit here and go. I'm gonna be obedient and and walk in faith. And, and now we see why he looks at the heart, right? Yes. Because I, I can't we... <laughs> stand those type of ministries yes. that go after. And we've all been, like you said, we've yeah. all been guilty of it, right? It's like let me go over here to the to the homeless camp 
and minister. Right. You know, and it's like just because a person fell on hard times or ended up homeless does not mean like Jesus was homeless. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yes. all of the disciples were homeless. Yes. Like so it's like, yeah, we identify, oh, he has tattoos on his face. Let me go minister to him. And I get it. It's just this desire mm-hmm. that gets twisted. And because what the enemy wants to do is he wants to render you useless. Yep. He can't, he, he doesn't really believe that he could snatch you out of God's hand. Right. But he can make you useless in the meantime. Oh, man. And so that's what religion will do. It will say, no, nah, I'm not going over there because I'm saved. No, nah, I'm not going to use this producer because I'm saved. No, yep. I'm not going to promote. Listen, people told me in New York, once I got saved, they like, bro, you're ruining your career. You're never going to be on the radio again. What does God do? God clears a slot and makes it a Christian rap hour on Hot 97. <laughs> Try on me. Hot 97. Try me. Now, I, unheard. I said, y'all really don't know the God oh, that I'm man. serving. So let That's me right. try to tell you who he is because at the end of the day, the li- yeah, I'm limited. It's nothing I could do. If I was going to act by my own power, yeah, you might be right. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But I'm not coming in my own name or by Ooh. my own power. Ooh. So watch what God does. And he continues to open doors. Yeah. You know, even even the consideration of Sony saying, yo, we really want. You know what, know what they told me at Sony? They told me, if we sign you, you have to make enough money to recoup for the other three artists that we just signed, because there's no possible way that when people listen to this, they would choose that over it. So I'll say that to say this, there's dark forces coming against Christian rap ever going mainstream. Right. So, so it is a spiritual war Yeah. because in their mind, we are going to lose a lot of money. If those guys ever go mainstream. Yep. Because that healing and that light and that love that people are going to feel, that that Holy Spirit, it's going to change things. Well, and not just like to even look at it from another point of view. Um, I don't know if you like if you follow Christian hip hop or not, but like when Lecrae came out and was like, hey, look, I'm not a Christian hip hop artist. I'm a I'm a rap artist who happens to be Christian. It yeah. wasn't just backlash from the mainstream. It was also all of us who were sitting here going, oh, you sold out, you sold out, you sold out. It's like, mm-hmm. but, but hold up, hold up. How many people is he reaching by going, hey, look, like, I want to be identified as an artist who is a Christian instead of, like, trying to pigeonhole himself into just this one thing because y'all are the only ones that are going to buy the albums anyway. Well, you know what they were saying? Instead of reaching the loss, entertain us. Right. Oh, dang. Yes. That's yes. what they were saying. And it's yes. like, that's like when 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 Peter got used by the enemy to say something, Jesus rebuked the devil. Right. Not People Peter, yeah. in the kingdom yeah. are being used by the devil to try to stop that man who has this message from going and spreading it. Oh, you just want to be famous. Yep. Oh, you just want to be this, that, that. You got to know how to silence the naysayers and just do what you know God is telling you to do. We got to remember our very God got crucified for that very same thing. Oh, come on. You, that, you can't get this exactly, gospel preaching like that. It, this come is on. exactly yes. what he got crucified for. So almost if we don't go out here and get ourselves crucified, I don't know how much like Jesus we are. Ooh. You know, that's the scary thing about it is that if we're just getting along, I don't know how much because that's what 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 day, what peaceful day did Jesus have? Come on now. I don't find any in his walk. You know what I you mean? You know, Paul like, and I, Silas, I you know, turn in Thessalonica or Thessalonica upside down, like lighting the world on fire. Like they're crushing economies because like people aren't buying idols anymore. And, yes. and we think we're out here doing something because of what? Like exactly. What cross are in? And, and that's not fair because that's what I'm preaching on this week. But what? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of studied with it. But but what cross are we bearing? What cross? What what are we dying to? You know, because again, I look at uh, you know even going back into the creativity thought there, we have so much time. And 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 again, I don't even want to say we have because I don't want to turn it into an us versus them thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there is so much talent in that small community of of what would be identified as christian hip-hop artists 
Um, they really should be crushing the secular rap industry, though, if yeah. you ask me. Because some of them I heard, I'm like, now these are some real MCs. Yeah. You know, and if, if given the light of day, they, they would destroy these guys. Come on. that, that That's what but, I'm saying. Yeah. But we're, like you said, man, we're so afraid to stand on our feet and go into battle with that. And and really to be able to go, hey, look, like this, like you said, and I, you, you, how could you word it better? I ain't coming in my name, you know. As soon as you said that, I'm thinking of Paul, and you know, when when the uh, brothers of Skiva are demon possessed, and and these followers of Paul are going up and trying to cast out the demons, and they're like, you know, Jesus, we know Paul, we've even heard of, but who are you? Like when we come in our own power, we're we're beat before we ever even attempted to start. Like I don't care how awesome and creative we are. You're, you're done. Yeah, that's bottom line. It's yeah. like, we got to know we serve a God with no limits. And so <laughs> that's why, for me, it was nothing for me to meet with several major labels and say, hey, listen, would y'all be willing to partner in getting this message out there? Because right. at the end of the day, look, if if God wants them to do it, they're going to do it. The, 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 the heart is in his hand, right? These right. people are sitting in seats of judges. And so he can move their heart, open their heart, close their heart, harden their heart, soften their heart. So I think it is going to come a time with this revival that people are going to look for a different kind of rap music. Yeah, They're going to look for it and, and they have to be able to find it. And so that's really also what Godify is. It's preparing because what good sense is going out here and causing revival and having nowhere for the people to continue to be disciple. Right. You know, so for yeah. me, okay, if I if you get saved on a Sunday, where would you just know to go for a different kind of rap music on Monday? Right. There's no go-to automatic household name. And so that's our focus with Godify is that the center down to their rock bottom will say, you know, I really need to hear from God. And they know they can go there and it's it's prayer messages and it's you know, yeah. it, it, it's podcasts that are going to enlighten them and lift their spirits and it's music there and it's whatever kind of music they like. We got Southern gospel, country gospel, rap, everything. Yeah. You uh, know? When I was looking through yeah. it, I was like, man, this is, you know, because even on Apple, like, you know, you, you go on Apple iTunes. Yeah, you have spirituality, you know, or, or yeah, in religion. That, right? I think, I think that's weird. what it's called. Yeah. And, and you get. This very big mix, and and not everyone who says Jesus. I mean, the Quran talks about Jesus, but but in a mm -hmm. very very different way, you know. Yes. So so it's very easy, especially someone who who is new to the game, who is just walking into this, to go, well, I mean, they use the same name, must be the same person, and and you know, to be led astray. Um, but real quick before we get to 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 wrapping this up, because I. I I'm gonna be honest. I could talk to you for hours. Um, uh, yeah, we, we could go on. <laughs> but uh, real quick, and I know this wasn't in the notes. It just kind of dawned on me. So one of the things we've been talking about is is that little guy coming up. What would you say in today's culture, in today's the the streaming and and everything? Because now you know, not only are you competing for a spot, but you're competing against everyone. Um, you know, so so take a beat maker, an MC, or or whoever in in whatever lane they're in. What would you tell them to to keep pursuing? You know, and and, and how would they start to gain that exposure like that? Well, I start here. Um, when I when I first got signed, I did an interview on a radio station in Boston, and the interviewer asked me this question. She said, "What makes you any different?" than right. any other rapper that's out or coming out, right? Mm -hmm. And at the time, it completely stumped me because if I have to be honest, there was no difference. Right. You know, I had lost that flair of originality that I had grew up on and was just falling into, okay, this is what they want to hear, so let me give it to them. Right. So my first piece of advice to anybody coming up is, listen, find your sound. You have to find your sound, which is not going to be what you're already hearing. Right. It has to be some variation of that. It might be completely different. Be brave enough, courageous enough to take the risk of trailblazing because the sound you're copying for somebody that was original. Right. You know? Yeah. So 
you have to find your sound. And when you find your sound, it all comes together. The promotion outlets find you. So when you reach out to, imagine how refreshing it is to the biggest website or the biggest DJ when they hear something new. Right. You know, that up they get here to drop when we heard first, yeah. Dirty South rap for the first time, or up here you'd be surprised in the clubs, they will play Luke. Why? It just broke up the monotony. Right. We didn't relate to that <laughs> booty-shaking bass music culture. You know what I mean? Yes. We didn't get it. I didn't get it until <laughs> later when I started to visit Miami, but since we're delivered now, that's a whole <laughs> different kind of conversation. <laughs> that has to be had off air. I but, agree. <laughs> Cause I've never been to it. Miami. <laughs> Cause you're from there. We didn't have strip clubs. We didn't have none of that. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's not part of East coast culture. So I didn't even understand what this music was, but I understood that, Hey, this is different. It's original. I respect them for that. And so an artist that's coming up, be original. Yes. Be original. That's 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 the first thing. And then second, you got to be consistent. You got to be consistent. You can't decide. I rap this week. Next week, I don't. Um, I'm gonna put one video out every six months. Right. That doesn't work. There are people. So my second advice is: don't be outworked. Don't be outworked because hmm. this is why we have such terrible artists taking over rap nowadays because they work harder than these great MCs. Yeah. These guys just shoot a video every single day of the week. While Talib Kweli, Common, Black Thought, all these great lyricists are putting out like two videos a year. Yeah. So what do we expect? The, the, the guys who are terrible took over. So you got to be original and you got to be consistent. And from there, a lot of things fall in place. You'd be surprised what falls in place after that. Yeah, man, that, that that's awesome. Because like you said, it was different before all the streaming things. Like you could have one or two singles a year and, and you're going to be on the charts and people are going to buy your stuff. And now, I mean, with like binge watching, like even if you look at like TV shows, like you look at Netflix, you know, we got to keep coming out with new content because people are, are, you know, just consuming everything the day it comes out. Like you're sitting and watching a whole series in two days, which would have taken six months back in the TV days. Exactly. You know, exactly. Yo, Josh, so, my last mixtape was Health is Wealth. It had like 25 freestyles on it. Two weeks later, people were asking me when I'm dropping again. God. I'm like, I just <laughs> dropped. Like, and like, y'all don't I realize that. Yes. <laughs> but that's how it is, man. So hey, I, I'm gearing. <laughs> are you on, like, are, are you on, like, with Apple Music or, like, you know, where people can actually stream yours or? My new project will be up on every streaming system, but when I started Godify, I took it down off everything and I put it all on Godify. Right on. But the new project, since I wanted to have this broader reach, since it's real evangelistic, uh-huh. I'm, I'm putting it everywhere. I'm uh, I'm doing doing some special stuff with Title. Um, it'll be everywhere. It'll be available everywhere. So uh, everywhere from SoundCloud to MixCloud to just everywhere you can stream music, you'll be able to stream that project. Yeah, and for all of you guys listening, like, if you could just email me all that, I'll throw any links you want in the show description, and you yes. know that way people can go hear it. And obviously, the the link to Godify will be in there. Um, yes, sir. You know, and 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 seriously, man, like I know we're we're kind of pressed up against the hour mark here, and and so on the show notes, I don't know if you said like, hey, if we run out of time, we can always do another interview, man. I would love. I would love to be able to, you know, kind of follow you with this journey and 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 see, because I know COVID, like that hit that that messed everybody up. Didn't matter what you were releasing, um, yeah, you know. But I would love to be able to, you know, follow you along on that journey and and just watch how this thing just like when when God breathes into this and and this thing just blows up, um, you know, we would love to be able to uh, have that relationship with you and and you know, seriously, just the the advice and information you you just gave about being original and and being consistent i wish that as the church we could really just get that in our bones like hey look man i I love hillsong don't get me wrong but you're not hillsong (laughs) you need to do it like you know you gotta love people enough to be willing to hurt their feelings to make them better and that's that's the thing but yeah man let's let's definitely stay in touch and and you know we'll take it from there man i think that um you know, we're definitely on the same track with a lot of stuff and, and we can move yeah, forward man. because I think it's the younger generation of people 
you know, that's gonna gonna spark this revival and kind of take things forward. Right. So y'all stop hating on us millennials, okay? Like we take Please. a little longer to do stuff, but we leave our parents' house by like thirty five, forty, so <laughs> we'll get it. Which but, is good. Better late than never. Right. But Nuji, is there anything else you need to you wanted to say, you wanna throw out there, you wanna plug, anything of that nature? That's pretty much it, man. I just want to tell everybody to go download Godify right now. That's right, guys. In your app store, iOS and Android, and it's available globally. Every continent that allows uh, for music streaming, you could download Godify. That is awesome. Well, Nuji, thank you so much for your time. Guys, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and be honest. I don't even have the challenge this week. Nuji put the challenge out. Be original. Be courageous. Go do your thing and actually produce we love you, we thank you, and we cannot do this without your support.